Hey sis, welcome to She Is Purpose, the podcast with me, Mbali Matole. She Is Purpose is a community of women on a journey to discovering and discerning their God-given purpose and identity. Here we biblically equip, empower, and encourage the modern-day Esthers of this generation who were brought to their specific positions for such a time as this. Please join us in becoming part of the Purpose family by subscribing to the blog at sheispurpose.com and by following us on our various social media platforms. We love hearing from you. Now let's get into this week's episode and learn, grow, and become together. Did you ever stop to think that it's not him, it's you? the reason for that delay it's not him it's you the question is not if it happens it's a matter of when it will happen so if the promise is guaranteed and if the fulfillment of the vision is inevitable then it's not a God issue it's a you issue But you're so focused on God's part, which is the fulfilling, that you've completely neglected your part, which is the preparing. Let me ask you a question. If you woke up and that thing was there, or that thing has happened, would you be able to handle it, or would you have to figure things out? If you woke up tomorrow morning, And that thing were to be there, that promise were to be fulfilled, that thing were to be in your hands, would you be able to handle it or would you still have to figure things out? The book of Second Peter, chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. For me, this verse perfectly captures how true it is that it's not him. It's you. It's not him. It's us. The book of Numbers 11, from verse 11, um, shows us a story about the Israelites and Moses on their way to the promised land. And as usual, the Israelites are complaining about one thing or another. And Moses has reached what we would call a breaking point. He's just tired of the complaining. He's tired of these people constantly wanting this thing or another from him. And he reaches a breaking point. And this is what he says to the Lord in verse 11. Why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you? that you put the burden of all these people on me. Verse 12. Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? 
Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their ancestors? Then in verse 14 it says, I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is so heavy for me. It's too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. If I have found favor in your eyes, and do not let me face my own ruin. Now we hear the frustration and the overwhelm of a man who spent time with God. We're talking 40 days and 40 nights in the presence of the Lord, speaking to him, hearing from him, face to face, not in visions and dreams, face to face. We hear this man who gets instructions from God face to face. We hear him get overwhelmed and frustrated along the way of purpose and calling. This is a man who spent so much time with God that when he came out of the presence of the Lord, he had a physical radiance. You know the encounter is different when you go into the spiritual presence of God and you come out with a physical mark of having spent time with God. This is the type of man that we're talking about. He grew tired. He grew frustrated. He grew overwhelmed along the way. Now, if a man who spent this much time with God grew so tired and overwhelmed and with his own lips said, look, I can't do this by myself. I cannot carry this load on my shoulders by myself. What more about you? You who prays once a day, you who reads the Bible once in a while. We're talking about a book that is a strategy book for life. You read that book once in a while. You who has a community you can't learn from, you can't grow with in the things of God. You who has a community you can't share the assignment with. We read in Numbers 11 verse 16. The Lord responds to Moses and says to him, Bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there and I will take some of the power of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. They will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. He had people to share the assignment with. Do you? Can you share the assignment with the company that you keep? You who still allows yourself to be surrounded by whoever... You who still allows for your ears and your eyes to be accessed by anything and everything. How much more overwhelmed will you be? How much more tired and frustrated will you become? How much more discouraged will you be if you are not prepared? We're talking about a man who was prepared, who spent consistent time with God, being prepared, being instructed, being taught every day. And even he grew tired. What about you? 
What makes you think you can handle it as unprepared as you are? What makes you so confident? What makes you so self-assured? So I'll ask again. If the thing came to pass tomorrow morning when you opened your eyes, would you have the necessary skills and systems in place to manage the overflow of the harvest? Or would you need to figure things out? So then can you be honest enough to admit that you're not ready for more? And that the seemingly stagnant season is God actually being the gracious and good father that he is, protecting you even from yourself. As it says in Second Peter chapter 3, that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. Instead, he's being patient with you. So maybe the prayer should shift from God when to God lead me in the direction of my equipping. Let's have a look at Numbers 11 verse 18 and 19. This is what the Lord says. He says, tell the people, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat, which is what they were asking for. The Lord heard you when you wailed. If only we had meat to eat. We were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will eat it. Verse 19 says, you will not eat it for just one day or two days or five, ten or twenty days, but for a whole month. Consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The instruction here is very clear. Prepare. Because the answer to your prayer is right around the corner. Prepare. Consecrate yourself in preparation. Make yourselves clean. Make yourselves ready to receive. So I want to encourage you to take some time to reflect and to pray. Find out what needs to change. What do you need more of? What do you need less of? And avail yourself to being searched by the Holy Spirit. Psalm 139 verse 23 to 24 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Avail yourself to be searched by the Holy Spirit. God will never, ever lie to you. There is no one better equipped to handle the evolution required for your preparation. There is literally no one. No one better equipped to handle the evolution required for your preparation other than God. And once you've done this, don't resist the change. Be who you need to be. Do what you need to do 
in order to be prepared because it's not him it's you god bless you